Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Foyne Jones Show. We've got a treat for you today, listeners. David Blitz is back in the studio. And David and I are going to be inspiring our industry stars of the future. And here we go. We are back in the recording studio. Sussex by the sea. We've got a little bit of sunshine and we've got a guest who's travelled down once again from Essex. He's returning to the Foyne Jones show. In this season, as you know already, we are inspiring our stars of the future. So what better to get what better to help us with that than to get a star of today's industry? David Blitz. David Blitz, you're back in the studio with me and Charlie. There's a lot of love in the studio. We were just Loads saying that love. before we started recording. It's like the band back together again, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, almost, almost. We're, a band. we're back together. We've been we've been having Leighton Orient banter, Arsenal Tottenham banter. I've been trying not to mention Fulham because I'm just you know not that excited about it anymore at the moment. But I will be renewing my season tickets, and we will be in the Premier League next season. Whether Alexander Mitrovic will be up front, I don't know. Um, we'll we'll see what happens if he makes a makes the pitch again this season so we are going to talk about football in this episode of course we are and we're going to talk about a very special player Charlie who had a wand of a left foot a wand of a left foot we're going to talk about him but main the main aim of every episode this this time around is to inspire the next generation and I think David that's that's really about sharing journeys sharing positivity sharing experiences so let's start mate just by bringing our listeners and all of your connections and friends and family, they're all, they're all listeners and fans of the show. Let's just talk about what you've been up to since you was last sitting here, mate. Okay. Um, well, lovely being back. Good to um, have you, David. Good to have the, you. The sun is shining again, which is lovely. Um, I've done quite a bit of running. That was, uh, that was good fun. Um, did the Brighton Marathon a year ago um, and then did the, uh, the London Marathon uh, a few months later. Um, so a lot of running, uh, trying to stay fit and healthy. Um, Got over with the the COVID stuff, as we'll call it. Um, yeah, and business is good. Business has changed, and uh, the market, the conditions have changed. Um, the customers are still there. The suppliers are still there. Still working to uh, keep pushing bricks down the road. Mm. Um, and it's yeah, it's been a successful. 12, 18 months. And your deep, unconditional, dying love of bricks, it's still there, isn't it? Yes. It's still there, because I'm going to let the listeners into a secret. I share this with you, Charlie. Um, he's a new, he's, he's a TikTok convert. He's not a TikTok native. That's one of Josh's terms. Shout out to Josh. He's not a TikTok native, but he's a TikTok newcomer. And, you know, on his walk from the car park, <laughs> plus plaster developments, Dave's taking a little short-form video. Absolutely. And, and, he's, hitting, and he's, hitting, he's hitting social media, and it's there already. Both of my followers have seen it. Both of your followers, have, but, but they're going to grow. <laughs> Hopefully, they're, they're, yeah, they're yeah. going to grow. And, and I think what what you do by sharing the journey, sharing the stock, sharing the sharing what's going on, is a signal about what the industry is about. Because yeah. it has been tough times. You know, yeah. we, we can say everything's great, but it's not great, right? Yeah. So so we're dealing with we're dealing with, with with different crises and different pressure points, and a lot of. Your customers and my customers yep. and the people we network with, people we talk to, they're under different levels of pressure. Uh, how's it affecting you and your DNA and what you're offering on a daily basis? Are you, you riding it out? How are you seeing things yeah. at the moment? In yeah, the market? We, we are. You know, I think for us, we're trying to do things a bit differently. Uh, I think, you know, stupidity would be keep pushing the, the same message and hoping to get the, a different result every time. And we, we're not doing that. So we do things a bit differently. We try to think outside the box we we work with different companies and different uh platforms on social media to try and look at different opportunities so you know the tiktok idea or thought that we're, we're going through at the moment that that may end up being brilliant it may fall flat on its face we'll we'll continue with all our social media platforms from linkedin which i think for me is is a brilliant way to communicate with people it's customers it's suppliers it's new connections, it's mm. different opportunities, the amount of inquiries and um, discussions you have on LinkedIn um, from posting a a video of me walking around the yard, which is a, a general weekly occurrence now, from me walking past some bricks in London, taking a few pictures and saying, these bricks are a bit weird and wacky, and people commenting and liking it and sharing it. It's it's a different way to, to work, and I think something we've spoke about before, the industry needs something to sort of 
shake it a little bit sometimes. I think we, as I said last time, we're quite an archaic mm. way of thinking, the way we work, and I think we should be thinking outside the box a bit more. But, but guidance and support, mentoring, guidance, support, being there for people, that's yeah. that's really important for, at all levels. And, you know, I look at a project that I was involved in, that my business was involved in, a project that, that went really, really well for us, a, a top, top, top-level recruitment project. Um, it was in a very specialist market. It involved the word bricks. You know, and it, and it involved well, that it, involved, and it involved a, <laughs> it involved an area of London, which is which is like we evolved London. So, so understandably, that that's something that that we would be very strong at mm. at Foyne Jones. But I remember when the project came in and talking to the the MD and the hiring managers, I was going like, "What? This is a this is a unique skill set. We've got to understand who's doing it at the moment, but also who's got the transferable skills." So Charlie, I'm there going. I haven't got a clue. Like I really, I, I'm, I've got to dig deep here because this is this is slightly different. Um, and I and I looked at my contacts and I thought I'll give Dave a bell because he understands this market. He might not be in it completely himself, but he'd be able to steer us in the right direction. And we we had a couple of chats and he gave us he gave us some time and you and, and that sounding board was the catalyst for us starting to get starting yeah. to make things happen. Yeah. And that in itself is is a signal of what our industry can achieve. Yeah, I think the, the days of us all, you know, wanting to hate, hate, hate and, and getting stuck into 100%. each other, I think we can have good competitors, we can have bad competitors, yeah. we can have an industry that we celebrate and we should celebrate by working together. Absolutely. I've, I've said this to lots of different customers um, and suppliers and competitors and whether they believe what I'm saying to them or not, but as you just touched on, we've gone through sort of COVID and two years, three years of madness craziness in all different ways we need to work together we do and you know i'm making a point of speaking to customers that our customers are very strange because our customers tend to be our competitors a lot of the time um but they are still our customers and working together to try and how are those conversations like Um, is it is it really guarded is it like you know you 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 rook to our one and you know no no, no one's showing their hand no i think you know there's a there's a bit of confidentiality there. We have to yeah. obviously keep our cars close to our chest to a point, but there's no reason why I can't buy a product or sell a product to a customer and communicate with that customer and work together with that customer mm. to try and say, do you know what, we, we can work here, we can do something together here, but we will compete over here. That's yeah. okay, but we'll work together over here. And for me, we need to try and communicate a lot mm. better to each other and support each other because we're going through, the last two years were crazy in terms of business-wise, it was great. We know we've got probably 12, 18 months of a bit of difficult or more difficult times ahead. We need to work together to make sure we all come out of it ready and, to go and again. That's part, Dave, that's part of the inspiration we're talking about as well because we, we want this series to inspire the next generation and that's that's not just about job-seeking advice. It's not just about career advice. It's about it's about day-to-day tactics. I mean, going down the football route, it's about are you match-fit? You know, I talk about being match-fit for job-seeking but but it's, it's are you match-fit for business development? Are you match-fit for operations? Are you match-fit for supply chain? You know, how aware of you are the outside forces and what, what are you doing to, to be better yourself? And, 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 you, and you see areas there now where I go back to my days, you know, when when you're doing a direct-to-site order, which a lot of your customers will do, you yeah. know, and it's a, it's like, oh, you know, can we really tell them the customer details because they're going to take yeah. the customer away? And yeah. there was all these, like, yeah, there was all these insecurities, which probably unfounded yeah. a lot of the time, based on one or two people tucking you up at yeah. one time in, your, in your, yeah. one time in the yeah. past. So, so you, I, I always overcome that by building relationships. I thought, well, let's be friends, yeah. let's get to know each other, yeah. maybe do it over a bacon roll, maybe yeah. do it over a beer, maybe do it in football, but get to know each other and see, can we have value, can we work together I see I see that a lot in your business and what and what you're 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 kind of encouraging your own team to do yeah. is to build those relationships yeah. with the key in the key places is, yeah. is that still is that yeah. still still still, still the know, focus for you as I said last time what makes us different to any other business is our staff hmm. and our staff are hugely important to what we do and the relationships those members of staff have got with our customers and our suppliers enables us to grow and develop and build. Without those relationships, um, we're, we're no different to, to anyone else. And I think for us, we need to make sure that we are working with our customers and our sales force and our accounts team and the, the guys in the yard are building those relationships with all the customers they deal with. It's mm-hmm. not a case of, I need to make a relationship with the MD of set customer. The sales guys will have a relationship with the salesperson, the accounts have a relationship yeah. with the accounts, and so on and so forth. And I think that's really important to how we grow what we're doing. And that, for me, is what we're, we're trying to do. 
And, uh, and those relationships, uh, they transcend everything, don't yeah, they? Absolutely. Without a doubt. Like, like the, our industry, the brick industry, the merchant industry, the KBB industry, you know, the, the retail industry, it, it's, it's relationships at those key moments, key moments of truth, where, where, you, where you learn so much about, about, about a customer, about a supplier, about a partner. Right? You know, the businesses I work with, I, I prefer to call them partners, you yeah. know, because I'm like, look, we've got, to be, we've got to try and, if I'm going to spend this money on that software, help me use it. Yeah. Absolutely. If I'm going to spend this money on this and we're going to commit to it, let's 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 make it work together. Um, you also said 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 there about you know different challenges which is being faced in the here and now because yeah, COVID is is behind us. We we we've, we've got a cost of living crisis. There's there's something which I read this week. Um, you know, it was quite alarming for me, and I don't know how true it was because it was in one of the trade presses. But you know, it seems that there's there's a lot more um, aggression towards the debt recovery and, and, and you know chasing customers now and we are we are seeing some terrible situations yeah. of job loss where customers are being forced into insolvency or they're overexposed. Mm-hmm. Um, is that reaching you yet? Have you are, are you are you are you feeling vulnerable as a business? Is it is it something that you're I, acutely aware of? I think we're not vulnerable for us as a business. However, mm. we're seeing customers struggle. Yeah. We, and we've always seen customers struggle. When there's when recessions or close to recessions are happening, you see customers that are struggling and that's always a concern um and again as i said we, we want to support our customers and help our customers to get over it because this month this year they're they're struggling next year they could be booming and, and flying you know on all cylinders and that's you know when you think about the covid right at the beginning of covid everyone was panicking that we're going to shut the doors and never yeah. open again three months later we we, we could have sold bricks three times over hmm. and the customers we had were having the best years of their, their history. So it's important that we enable, as I said before, we get our customers and our you know, partners in the business through this tough time. And if that means we have to work a bit differently to help mm. them, and if we have to you know, work on price or work on terms or work on different ways to help them get through a difficult patch, there's no point watching a customer go to the wall and go, oh, they've gone and... Now what do we do? We have to go and find a new customer. I asked that because a wise man once said to me, you know, always be thinking about... It wasn't me then. No, (laughs) don't don't put yourself down, David. You're one of the three wise men. Am I? But but, but let's look at it. But I remember you saying, you know, think about your customer's customer. You know, so so, so when I was a a merchant and I was calling on a a, a local contractor, you know, whatever, you know, it was always thinking about what their customer was. What pressures are they under? You know, where where can you actually help them? Absolutely. Why is is the next day delivery important? Or why? Why if the delivery isn't going to arrive before twelve o'clock? Telling them why, why is that important? Absolutely. To them? And I know that's that's such a simple thing to say, but we've all got, and I've got some horror stories of ridiculously bad customer service, mm. where it's actually so bad you could turn it into a TV show. Yeah, yeah. It's actually so bad it's comical, right? And then you see it, see other areas where someone says, "Look, you know, yeah." This has gone wrong, but we're going to put it right, or we're going to try and do this, or do you know another thing? We're sorry. Yeah, and that's something I say to people, people, people a lot. Don't be afraid for trying something. Don't be afraid for it not working. Don't ever be afraid for it saying sorry, because yeah. we say sorry, we can go again, and we can go again. Well, one, one of the things I've I've done when I was sort of repping out on the road, and I've pushed my guys to do the same, is when we go and see a customer, on behalf of our customer. So not one of our customers, one of their customers, and we know we're 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 always all we do is sell bricks, very basic, very simple. That's all we do. We're going to go and see their customers who are going to want a huge amount of products. We should be there acting as their sales representative. Mm. So we should be there for the national builders merchant or the independent builders merchant, talking to their customer, talking about the bricks, and then asking them what else are you using yeah. on this site? What else could you do on this project? And actually back selling and working to get that customer, our customer. Some more opportunities. Well, you haven't lost that sales director's hat, mate, have you? No, it's, it's there, no, isn't it? It's no, there. It's, but but it's, for me, it's really important because yeah. you, you're missing an you're, opportunity. You're talking about being an ambassador for your customer. Yeah. You're, you're, to, you're talking about, sh- about sharing success but, and, but and that, developing relationships. But that's a difference that us as a business can offer. Yeah. So we can go and see our customer's customer and on the back of doing that say, here's your, here's your brick inquiry, here's your brick order, pass us the order, thank you very much. But he's also asked about lintels and stonework and this that we can help you or we can't help you but there's an opportunity for you to speak to your customer because you've missed that opportunity internally we've now brought it back to you you can now sell him windows doors towel rails taps whatever it may be 
and do it that way. And that's for me is an important way for us to um, promote and um, grow what our customers are achieving. Yeah, but but how, how do how do you how does that become a behaviour? Because that that is something which has got to be encouraged. It's yep. got to be coached. It's got yep. to be developed. It's probably got to be KPI. It's got to be measured. So you know, without going into the science and yeah. giving too much away, but we are talking about inspire, inspiring people. How do you get someone to have that level of care or attention to detail when they are customer facing or or even in the preparation before they rock up on site yeah because i used to when i used to do joint calls i used to see people they've beaten before they got out of the car yeah you know i'm like what's your pl-? you know like whoa well, one, one thing eddie who um was the owner of et clay mm. um what he used to say to me before you go and see a customer whatever that whoever that customer is whatever you're trying to talk to them about sit before you go out of the car work out what you want to do what is it you're there for because it's very easy to go and see a customer, walk in, have a cup of tea, chat about everything and anything, and then walk out going, oh, it was a really good call. I had a lovely chat with Bobby. Mm. He was a brilliant guy. But I haven't either sold him anything or told him what I wanted to tell him. So rather than turning up and walking in and having a nice chat, which is lovely, work out what it is, what's your objective for being there. And if you, if you do that properly and you're playing correctly, you'll go in there, have the relationship, build that relationship, speak to the customer, and come away going, that was a good call, yeah. because not because I've sold him X or Y, but actually just because I've ticked the boxes I wanted to tick, and it, it may be that I'm there <coughs> purely for him to give me lots of information or moan at me for whatever we've done wrong, or I'm there to sell him a product or talk to him about a product, or just build that relationship. So <coughs> any of those things work, any of those things are possible. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's really about planning what you're trying to do. In terms of how... I get or we get the team to do to work in that certain way. I, I've always believed it's lead by example. Mm. So I like to think, and the rest of the people at ETK may agree or disagree, but I'd like to think that I lead by example. Um, I will go out and see customers. I will go out and offer alternatives. I'll go out and promote products that may not be something we can supply, but something our customer can supply. All those things I've done and I continue to do. Um, I'm a, I'm a managing director of a company, but I'm a, as you touched on, I'm, I'm a sales salesman at heart, um, and that's what I'll continue to do. And I think that comes that comes through, and, and people, you know, you you you've got leaders that are, that are finance directors at heart, so they're accountants at heart. Yeah, absolutely, you've got you've got guys yeah. that operate, you've got operators, yeah. you've got supply chain. You know, we're 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 often asked now actually at senior level, you know, someone with a marketeering background is quite quite attractive because because people are thinking of different yeah. different routes to market and different ways of of pushing themselves out. But but just just there when you, when we're talking about the challenges what the industry faces, we're looking to bring people in, mm-hmm. all right. And this episode is one hundred percent about inspiring our next generation stars of the future. And sometimes Charlie, people get this wrong when I say it because stars of the future doesn't always mean a school leaver. No. It doesn't mean a college leaver. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean a uni grad. You know, it could mean someone coming out of the armed forces. It could mean someone rehabilitating after a time in prison. It could actually mean someone, you know, middle-aged man like me, someone wants to transfer their skills into a different sector. Yeah. And the, why can't they become a star? Yeah. Um, and that's really where I want to focus on as we end this first half of the podcast, Dave, is that what are your thoughts as a managing director on, on our industry right now and the challenges it faces? Faces, And I'm going to throw recruitment in there, you know, at different levels. We spoke yep. downstairs yep. about at some of the entry-level roles. Yep. You know, it's a challenge to just get people to turn up for an yeah, interview, absolutely. boys and girls. Trust me, the pain that goes into that. You spoke about having a 9 o'clock, a 9.30, a 10 o'clock, a 10.30. And like it's, it's like the lottery, it's red or black. You yeah. don't know who's going to turn yeah. up. And why is that? And and that's that's that I guess is the starting question. Why are we struggling at certain levels to attract people? What what do, what do you think the, the issues are? Um, I'd say that the the perception of the the industry is not that sexy. If I'm honest, it doesn't appeal to people. It doesn't. You don't sit there and go, oh, really can't it's wait. Got to you in it, Blitzer. I know that's definitely not sexy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's it's not a sexy industry. It's not something that people historically have gone, oh, I'm going to go and work for builders merchants, I'm going to work in construction. It's not overly sexy. There's parts of it that are really interesting. Mm. So the marketing part is really great and exciting and allows you to think differently and look at opportunities. But being a sales coordinator or being a rep on the road may not appeal to people. Um, And the industry itself may not appeal to people. And I think we have to 
look at other industries and take the almost cherry pick some of the the key points from those industries and bring them into what we do. And as I said, we we learned a lot during COVID. Learned a lot about working from home, that work life balance. We all want to have that work life balance. We all want to be able to say, I'm going to work two days a week in the office and three days from home if I ever do a five-day week. But if I did do a five-day week, that'd be nice. Um, I can do two and a three. Those types of things are really important. And I think as we try to grow this industry and take this industry forward, I think we need to think about how we can work differently, mm. whether it be working from home, flexible working, different ways, different locations, different tools to do our job and I think all those things would enable the growth of yeah. sort of the it's construction. It's interesting because as, as a humble business owner yep. uh, I probably, I say this a lot, I work 30 hours a day, 8 days a week and and I don't really mean it because cause I, I have got that, that enviable position of flexibility. Yep. I can I can actually choose what hours I put in or don't put in yep. and I often find that I'm putting a shift in at ridiculous times. Like yep. it'll be it'll be late in the evening or really early morning or over a weekend. But but I'm perhaps doing it because it's good thinking time for me. I'm perhaps doing it because it's the right time to talk to someone. Um, or perhaps I'm doing it because I just it just suits me. Yeah. Um, but again, you know the, the work from home phenomenon, right? The the hybrid working, the the the, the employee employee value proposition. What's in it for me? You know, and that's and ultimately that's what most people go to work for. What's yep. in it for me? Yep. Is, is it the pound chilling and pence is it the career pathway is it lifestyle you know is it because it's convenient is it an eccentric hobby who knows but but it's it's trying to trying to work that out and i look at a lot of our businesses and nick boyle summed it up very very passionately in, in a few episodes ago when he was saying that you know we need to be thinking about diversity we need to be thinking about more inclusiveness um you know there's a disabled workforce there's a there's a neurodivergent divergent workforce that could add so much value in different ways to our businesses but for that to happen boys and girls and this is this is a big one for the merchant sector and the construction supply sector we've got to change our processes yeah. and we've got to change our 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 perception of what good is yep. and how that works and that's that's not just a step change that's like a major leap forward to, yep. to even think about doing that um i see some businesses that are doing it really well and really creatively and there's trust there's empowerment um that comes from the top downwards and yep. it always comes from the top downwards but then sometimes all it glitters isn't gold and you you see a perception of what it is and then yep. when you get into it well actually the culture isn't that nice and actually the way it makes people feel is isn't that good? Because yeah, they might be working from home, but they're micromanaged at home, and that's yeah. not very. That's not okay. Yeah. Um, Josh, who was in the last episode, just shout out to Josh because he's, he's, he's your TikTok influencer. He he's got you dead. on that platform. Um, but he made a, he made a great point. It's one of your clips, Charlie. One of the video clips that we share. I shared it this week, and it was you know if you've got talented people and they're working for you, step out of the way. Yeah. 100%. Just step out of the way and let them go to work. Yeah. And that's a that's a deep breath moment, isn't it's, it? I think I said the same thing as I did my homework listening to my previous podcast. I think I said the same thing then, that I've got an IT and marketing guy. He knows what how the system mm. should work much better than I do. So why do I need to sort of try and micromanage him to do the job he's doing when he's, he knows what he's doing, he knows how the system works, he knows how to make a brochure and do some flyers. I'll give him some pointers of things I want to look like. But a lot of the time, I'll say to Paul, and I'll mention him, Paul, go. Hey, Paul. <laughs> I'll, I'll, say to Paul I'll say to Paul, this is what I want you to do. I want you to have these bricks somewhere here with these prices, with this information, make it look pretty. And, mm. he'll, and he'll do that. And that's how we get the material we've got. And we send yeah. our. I mean, that's flies. a bigger brief than I give my talented creatives. Yeah. I normally just go, Charlie. Help, and then we work back. That explains a lot. Then we work back. That's why it goes so well. Yeah, absolutely. That's why it goes so well. There is no point for me. Micromanaging is not part of my DNA. It's not what I do. Um, Some people may disagree, but it's not what I do. I support people. I like to think I support people, and I give direction. But 
allow them to have I think, I think flexibility. One, one, if I was criticising myself, one of the things I, I would say is that, me is for that, a minute. that no, listen, <laughs> but I, I would say that my yeah. passion sometimes yeah. can, can be Correct. can yeah. be overpowering yeah. because yeah. I I care so much and I'm so excited and passionate about delivering the best candidate experience, doing the right thing for our, for, for, for across the job process. Yeah. You know, being seen as a business that is liked and valued and respected that that I, that I really care. So sometimes you know I can get so into the detail and, and into it that it's better for me just to step away completely. Yeah, absolutely. And if I step away completely and then come back to it, I'm like, yeah, I'm really fresh yeah. and I'm and I'm really up for it. And I think that the people that work with me or for me or, you know, as a partner, as a supplier, as a member of staff, what what we've learned is that, you know, let's let's use the moments together for the best impact. So if it's a one to one, let's use that one to one positively. If it's just a chat over a cup of coffee, just have a chat over a cup of coffee, yep. a cup of coffee at coffee. But never never suppress kind of how, how you're making people feel. Yeah. And, and a lot of people coming to us are like, you know, they're unhappy in their job, they're going through the motions, and you're thinking, but, but, but why is that? You know, is it is it not the job? Is someone is something inappropriate happened? Is is there things there which are, you know, which are that bad? Yeah. It's not normally that. No. There's some rare occasions when it is, but it's more often than not. I feel undervalued. I feel unloved. You know, I don't think I'm getting recognised. Don't see a pathway, yeah. and you're thinking, wow, with a couple of conversations and just some general yeah. support and guidance, we can overcome that. And that's the, that's how I want to wrap up this first half, Dave. Because it's great to get you back on the show. You, you're one away from a hat trick ball, which will lead us on to the which will lead us on to the football section. But before we, we before we finish on, you know, the next generation, what do you, what would you say our industry should be doing to to attract the to attract the lifeblood? Because if we don't attract the next generation, we're all going to die off. Yeah. So so what should we be doing? Blimey, it's a yeah, it's a big one to finish. Yeah, um, it's only half time, mate. So you can come again. You come again after. <laughs> I've got after some more oranges. Uh, Charlie's got his oranges. Yeah, yeah. He, might, he might get the air dryer out, mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> that is not a good enough first half. No. Get back on that show, David, and Absolutely. turn it on. Um, what should what should the industry be doing? What can we do? What can we do? Um, you could change one thing. Let's keep it simple. Changing one thing, I'd say we just we just need to think differently. We all we've. As I said, I touched on before, if we keep doing the same thing, we'll get the same results. If we want different results, we need to think a bit differently. So whatever that needs to be, we just need to have a different outlook on what we're Mm. trying to achieve. I think if we send people out onto the front line in the same way we've always done it, let's focus everything on KPIs. That's great. You're going to do your 10, 12 calls a day. That's brilliant. Well done. You've seen 12 people. You've got nothing from that. So for me, KPIs are... A, po- a, a semi-important part of the day, or the job, should I say? But realistically, go out and see people that want to see you. Mm. Um, and rather than just knocking on doors and seeing those people, because I said last time, because you have to see those people, go out and see the people that you need to see mm. for a reason, not just because you've got an objective, but they've they've actually want to see you, or they want to talk to you. So, doing things a bit differently. What that different thing is differs from lots of different industry, or lots of different people and lots of different companies. But for me, it's doing things a bit differently. So don't always just go out every day is the same day. I love the industry. I love my job because, you know, no days are, no two days are the same. Yesterday, I spent most of the day working from home. Today, I'm sitting in, in Brighton on a podcast. Tomorrow, I've got meetings all day. So every day is different. The people I speak to are different. But I think if we do the same thing every single time we go out, whether that be the sales guys in the office, the guys out in the yard, the branch managers, the area sales managers, the accounts team. Sometimes you need to do the same thing, but realistically, if you go out and see the same customer and do the same role every day, you're going to get the same results, good, bad, or indifferent. Mate, there we that, go. That's a Must be half time now. Mate, that's a perfect <laughs> end. Just we're in, we're in the stoppage time in the first half. I'm, I thought about an answer to this question. Okay. So I thought, well, what would I say if Dave answers that to me? So it's quite unfair, um, but I like that. I, yep. I like to I like to have a little bit of theatre. I, I would say that there was two areas or three areas I thought about. I thought I thought one was really obvious actually, 
And I don't know if we do it enough. And I, and I think we try. But, but I honestly believe the industry should celebrate and showcase the successes it has. Because there are some amazing personalities. There are some amazing stories. You know, there's, there's people that could give so much back if they, if they stood up and said, I work in a sector I love. This is where my career yeah. begun. This is where it is now. Whenever I've done posts like that on LinkedIn and got someone to talk about where it started, where they are now, it's always got loads of interest because people talk about the good old days. I talk about where they're bringing from. So, so I think a platform where the industry stood up and really celebrated the success and got real big personalities to tell their stories could, yeah. could help, could, could really, really help. And then looking at that slightly further on, we're not going to be able to reinvent the wheel. So actually looking at what opportunities are there and how it can change someone's life, that's really, really important. Yeah. And, and overall, I see career pathways for so many different people, yeah. but I don't see enough fun. And I yeah. don't see enough people smiling. I don't feel enough people loving what yeah. they do. And I think we need to start reminding ourselves sometimes of why we're doing this. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, as I touched on, all, all I do, all we do as a business is sell bricks. We're, we're not rocket scientists. We're not anything more than brick salesmen. I think we have to remember that. And one thing I've, I've came through yesterday, I had an email yesterday from one of, our, one, of my lar- one of my larger customers asking me to visit with them a local primary school in an area they're, they're doing a, a huge development or we've supplied them bricks for a huge development. Can you come to a primary school and meet with, I think, 90 children, which sounds quite scary when you've got three, 90 sounds horrible, but when you meet with 90 children and just talk to them about bricks and construction, very, very low level, sort of year, sort of eight and nine-year-old, so I probably... Should be okay. I should be able to hold my own. Well, that's against. my level. Yeah, I was going to say that's yeah, yeah. I, you know, I should be okay for that. But talk to them about bricks and construction, and that's something that would enable that one boy, girl in that classroom to come away going, "Oh, those funny things made a clay. They're quite fun." Or that bloke wore a hard hat. I quite like that. And that might be the future. Yeah. You know, MD of a construction company, and, a builder, and whatever it may be, and, 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 and that's how that's how we're going. Doing those little gigs, mate, they're so rewarding, yeah. right? So yeah. I've, I've done I've done prisons, which is humbling and rewarding. Yeah. I've done schools, I've done college, I've done all different different environments, and I actually find that sometimes when you go into the room and you've got and you've got all the faces looking at you, and you're like, okay, so, so really, what? I'm not that interesting. So so what what can I do? Yeah. And you, you bring to life your different experiences, and and I got I got asked the other day, so what do you do as a recruitment owner? And I'm sorry, yeah, it's a tough question. I, mean, I talk to a lot of people, I have a lot of fun on LinkedIn. I, yeah. I've got a podcast actually. Yeah. I'm really proud of my podcast. Yeah. And, and and they said, but how does that make you money? I'm saying because you yeah. know we, we we're trusted by yeah. people. They know who we are, and we bring an element of energy and fun into everything we do. So, Absolutely. David, one thing I want to go back to. Um, you're fundraising and you're running, mate. Yes. You raised an awful lot of money. Let's end the first half of this show with something really positive. How much did you raise and what charity did you raise it for, so, mate? Because it was a lot of money. It, it was a lot of money. This is um, big, Charlie. Um, it was just over £31,000, um, which was, you know, I'm proud to say I've raised that for... Um, 31 Mil- bags of sand, mate. That is yeah, good going. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was... a uh, For Macmillan? From Macmillan, yeah. So thank you. It that's, that, that's the end of the first it, half. It, of it the was show, hard work, mate. but yeah, and no, I enjoyed it, and um, they, they were brilliant. After the guy I spoke to there on numerous occasions, Ollie was phenomenal. Shout Great. out, shout out to Ollie. Really? Shout out to you putting your money, putting your, you. putting your mind, body, and soul, I've, and all I've, the people that donated. Thank you. I've done, I've done marathons, mate. I know what you went through. We made a cut, a small donation. Thank but, you very I mean, much. Thirty-one thousand pounds to to an absolutely magnificent charity. That's the way we're going to end the first half of the show, because that is inspirational. Life-changing recruitment for the KBB, builders, merchant and construction industries, creative social content, specialist knowledge, world-leading video technology, helping you find career happiness and helping your business attract its stars of the future. We are Foyne Jones. This is what we do. Welcome back to episode seven. I've got David Blitz in the studio. 
We wrapped the first half of the show up talking about your fundraising and the amazing work you did for Macmillan. But I've got a little section of the show because we always like talking lower league football when David Blitz is in the studio. And we probably keep our own football teams out of it, Dave. We just talk lower leagues Perfect. for a little bit. Um, we, we often talk, and we, we even share messages, this is how sad we are. But, you know, we, we talk about an old Leighton Orient player called Ricky Otto, and I say he had a wand of a left foot. They don't make footballers like that anymore. No. But your business is doing something amazing with the community there. I, I see it all the time you're you're sponsoring goal of the month you're very embedded into what they're doing absolutely and they're ripping it up this season the O's aren't they they're smashing it They're, they're top of the table um, do you enjoy that? Do you I, enjoy that involvement? It feels like you're really close to the club. Yeah, the, the club are brilliant. Absolutely. You got yourself involved in team selection yet? No. 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 Do, I, do I, you still want to? I'd love to. Yeah. You know, if you know, if Richie Wellen will uh, allow me to uh, pick the team for the last game of the season, that'd be that'd be lovely. Yeah. If we're if we're champions by then. If you clear, yeah. Yeah. If we're champions by then, it doesn't make a difference. But Number no, ten blitz. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to say I play. I was just yeah. going to pick the team. But yeah, I'll give it a you go. You did have a little run out we, there. Though, I had yeah. a run out at the end of the season. Um, you know, scored two. But you know, oh, I didn't oh, want to mention Charlie, that on, on Charlie, live. Take them up, up for your five side team, mate. <laughs> it's a long way to travel. It's a long way yeah. to travel. But no, Orient are doing brilliantly. Uh, they're, they're top. They've got some great players. They've signed a couple of good players on loan, and they've got some players that have come through the mm. the youth setup there. But it's just all coming together nicely at the moment. Um, and hopefully, when this airs, they'll be champions or at least promoted. Um, and that was the goal to get in the. I think the goal originally was getting the playoffs. Um, if we get in the playoffs now, we'll be quite disappointed. Yeah. If we don't finish at cha- as champions, we'd probably be a little bit disappointed. We're unbeaten in twelve, uh, a few draws in in those twelve, but we're picking up points away from home. We're picking up points at home. It's we're doing everything we we need to do, and the club itself is working really well. They've got great owners. They've got great support from from top down. Um, and it's just it's, I've it's working. Had, I mean, I remember from Fulham's time in the lower leagues. It was a ground I visited often. Yeah. You got thrown Ranger. out of it. Yeah, first first football ground I've been <laughs> thrown, thrown, thrown out. Oh, thank you for sharing not, that with, with the thousands, the of, one, thousands of listeners. You mentioned David. it last it, it time. Was a, it was the beginning. Of, it was the beginning of a trend. I think I've got I've got that um, I've got that as my like, opener. You know, from yeah. a Fulham council estate and working on a market stall to a misspent youth on the football terraces, yeah. corporate bedrooms, and the, and the launch of a life changing recruitment company. I do I do play up to those days. Yeah. Um, and they were happy old days on the football terraces, mate. But but Orient's always had that had that, had that very close connection yeah. with his local community. Yeah. He's got some celebrity fans, you know, yeah. that, are, that are very proud Orient fans, yeah. you know. Um, and that, that's similar to Fulham in a way. Yeah. And, and I and I always look back and think, well. My childhood, Fulham were a lower league team. They were they were Division Three. They were Division Four. You know, if you look at the old, yeah, old yeah, money, yeah. they were three and four. It was in the Alfayed era that, that we started moving up the leagues. And when I look at the grand grounds, I went to all the time. I remember when Orient first arrived in the football league. You know, because they were they were out, out yeah, and yeah, back, and yeah. the names were changing a little bit. But there was that core support. There was that core East London support. You know, we're not West Ham. Yeah. We actually we're actually late in Orient. But they've, they've built amazing links with the community, haven't yeah. they? And, yeah, no. and that must be great for your business to be part of that as well as supporting the team. Yeah, no, absolutely. They've, I think where they're situated, where the ground is, it's surrounded, like a, a typical old-fashioned stadium, yeah. it's is surrounded by four or five roads that on match days, there's certain roads you can park down, there's certain roads you can't park down. Uh, I found a road where you can park and it's brilliant so I can get to the ground in 20 Keep minutes. Keep that to yourself. Yeah, I won't tell yeah. too many people, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, it's, it's, a, it's a great community football club um, and when they're winning and when they're doing well everyone's really happy um, but I just believe that, that the club have got something I mm. think everyone and I touched on this last time anyone in the community anyone that we used to go and watch Tottenham Arsenal West Ham Chelsea any of those supporters would always go to Leighton Orient as their second club yeah. and I think that when when they're doing well um, more and more people go and they're, they're they're sort of selling out most games now. The tickets are sold for the rest of the season. Um, we're talking about getting a season ticket for me and the boys for next year. Um, we we enjoy going there. The hospitality is brilliant. Um, the people that work there are great. Um, the, there's a podcast I listen to on a regular basis, which is I mean Outlook podcast, which is brilliant, really good podcast, and it just keeps people. Mm. Um, Involved in the club, and that's what they do really well. And that's that's what they do. That's that's the lifeblood is keeping it involved and keeping the message out there. Absolutely, and that's quite powerful when you talk about. Well, I was going to say when you link that back to what we're talking about, how we get people to stay and want to work in the the industry, working 
it's by engaging with those people and making them feel part of it. And the Orient fans and people in the community feel part of Leighton Orient. You walk into the ground and, yes, it's a lower league ground so that you don't have to be so far away from the players and the players walk past. I came out of the stadium um, after one of the games a few weeks ago. As I walked out, um, the, the number seven, the main man, Paul Smith, was outside holding his baby. Hello, Paul. Hello, mate. You're right. And it's just a normal mm. bloke. As I walk past Paul Smith, Adam Thompson's there pushing his baby in the buggy. They, they're well, just did a crash or something. Yeah, I don't know like, why. Oh, no, yeah. you know, everyone brought a baby yeah. to, to work day, but they they are just yeah. normal blokes. They haven't got that almost. The, they're not Godzillionaires, are they? No, they're, they're know, not, they're, and, they're, and they know they're, where they are. And they're on social media. And they're on social media. They communicate with the fans, and they real they realise where they it are as a player. It makes a difference, though, doesn't it? I, I bumped into Tom Kearney um, randomly. Yeah. You know, I was on my way to Fulham. Yeah. So was he. He was injured. Yeah. I bumped into him at petrol station, not literally, just the other side of Putney. And I'm like, you know, and and, and he was so. Normal. Yeah. It was quite frightening, yeah. to be fair. And yeah. I was like, you know, because you know, I've met a lot of footballers over yeah. the years, and some are okay, some yeah. I wouldn't want to talk to again, and others I just think, wow, you're strange. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. But that's not always their fault because you know they get very protected and bubbled, and yeah. you know that can be that way, and they've got so much money as yeah. well. But but when you've got that connection that the fans have with those players and yeah. the players have with those fans, you've got something very special. And and I think from from a lower league football's perspective, to get businesses supporting them is yep, really good absolutely. but it must be great for your your staff and your team to get you know different people I see giving out gold of the month and yep. you know you're not, it's being shared around so yeah, other tr- people experience yeah, it yeah we're trying to get customers to visit we're trying to get suppliers to visit we're trying to get people that we, we, we communicate you'll be with trying to so. get me to visit I will we, yeah. you'll come next season we'll, we'll try and do the Papa John's uh, we said well, this last I mean, time I mean, you'll go anywhere for pizza it's all about pizza. the Fulham fixture but, but I talk about Fulham so much on, on a daily basis yeah, yeah. That, that everyone around me seems to know more uh, yeah. to, to follow Fulham yeah. but, but it is part of me yeah. and, and I would do that in your boardroom at yeah. your head office I'd do that on site yeah. and, and it is a game changer and, and that those personalities and the, the, our passion Passions, our interests make a massive difference. So yep. seeing seeing the club do well, yep. absolutely fantastic. We wish them all the best. By the time this episode's aired, they'll probably they'll probably be up a division. So Hopefully. so that's what that's what we want for you. Shall we just for Charlie's benefit, just have a little bit of Tottenham banter, or do you want to keep it out of the show? Sure, call. We, we, can, we, we can do a little yeah. bit. Because he's a very happy gooner sitting there. Yeah. Just smiling let's, let's to hope, himself. Let's hope they don't go all Spurs. Nah, not at all. I mean, we're not in the clear by any means yet, boys. But I was, I was saying this to you just before, quickly before we got started, though, David. I mean, I think the Spurs situation at the moment is quite an interesting one because there's, it feels like there's an air to me around the club of, like, we're done with this. And is like, do you think it might be a time where you're going to see some real change there? No, now? no, <laughs> no. I really, I don't. I, I'm, I'm not in the Levy out camp. You're I'm not. Re- I'm not. No, I'm not. I, I don't think that. I'm not saying he's done it all correctly. So you need to be careful what you wish for, camp. Yeah, mm. I think so. I think that if you, if you look at, yes, there's been mistakes made with the Poch era and should have backed him at that time, Champions League final. That's where we should have backed him, and who knows where we'd be now. Um, however. When you look at the players, we, and for me, we, the thing we do wrong is that we're trying to, trying to win the title. And we're trying to do it by em- employing a manager that's got experience of winning titles. So we've gone for Conte, we've gone for Mourinho, who have won titles. They've won titles at clubs where they give them a huge amount of money to go and spend on those players. That's, that's not the Tottenham model. And we don't play the football that Mourinho and Conte play. We play the Tottenham way. Um, and you mentioned last time, you know, people like Hoddle and Gazza and Linnick, all those. But that's how we play football. I'll be honest, there weren't a lot of the Tottenham way at Craven Cottage when you beat us no, 1-0. But, 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 um, it, but it, yeah, that probably went in our favour like, like the Brighton game uh, last week. But what we're trying to do is to win a title by throwing money at it. Mm. Or sorry, by throwing a manager at it without giving him the support. Mm. What we need to do, and it pains me to say, is do what Arsenal have done. Well, that's a horrible thing to say. Do what Arsenal have done and actually go out and give a manager the opportunity to grow a team, to play a certain way, for him to have the ability to go and buy the players that he wants and the players that are going to be there for the duration after the manager's gone. We're allowing uh, managers to buy players that suit his style Mm -hmm. of play. So Poch bought um, Undumbele, brilliant player, smashing up at the moment. Um, And then he 
we get rid of um, Pochettino, bring in uh, Mourinho. He doesn't want him, so we move him on. And then we're having to replace those players again. And all we're doing is spending lots and lots of money on players that don't fit the next manager's way of playing. What we need to do is get a manager, in my opinion, that plays the way we want. If that manager doesn't work, we continue playing the way we want with the next manager. So whether it be a Potter, a Rogers, a company, whoever the manager may be, our next manager is going to be, give that manager time to do I, it. I, I, think, I think Eddie Howe would have been really good Eddie, for your football club. Eddie Howe would have been amazing. I mean, everyone wants Eddie yeah, Howe. Eddie, Eddie, well. Eddie, everyone Eddie, liked Eddie, Eddie Howe anyway, didn't Eddie they? Eddie Howe's but, doing uh, a brilliant job I, at Newcastle. I mean, I, in the studio, Charlie, when, when Parker left, I'm like, well, you know, that's that's one hundred percent go for Eddie Howe. We we got Marco Silva and, and we had a result. But to the, be pr- fair. the problem with managers like Eddie Howe, and this is the 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 mindset of football fans, is that he managed at Bournemouth, mm. he managed at Burnley. That's not sexy enough for Tottenham fans. So we want to go for a Mourinho who's won the title in all yeah. different places. Conte has won a title. I think you had places. the real deal with Pochettino. Yeah, so do I. So do I. I think we, I we missed an opportunity I there. Think, I genuinely think you had the real deal. I think Fulham, at our level, have got the real deal with Marco Silva. Yeah. Our, our challenge will be, um, and yeah, all right, he's, he's probably not helped himself a little bit lately, but regardless of that, he's got us safe and yeah. he's achieved amazing things. The lure of a bigger club will be hard for us. Yeah, absolutely. So, so we're, we're then looking at who's next. And, you, and you're always thinking that as a, as you a football look at Bright- club. You look at Brighton. Brighton... Mm. You know, Potter's gone and gone again, but Potter's gone to a bigger club and they've replaced him. Mm. You know, you look at lots of these teams that have done it. Some have done it really well. Southampton look like they've done one manager too many and they're looking like they're they're falling out the the top Mm. flight. But the good teams are the ones that have that same philosophy that they, they employ the person to do the job for the club and not try and get yeah. the club to fit into the manager's and, way. And they hold their nerve, don't they? Uh, yeah. And I think I think that's that's something I used to say about the builders merchant industry and some of the businesses I, I was close to is like we've got to hold our nerve a little yeah. bit here. We can't we can't be changing our mind because something's yeah. gone wrong after two weeks Absolutely. or two months or yeah. two quarters. Let's yeah. let's commit to a plan yeah. and, and make it happen. And and I think football does does trans transcend everything. And and, and and when you look at you look at you know your own management style and your own tactics and, and everything you bring in, it is there a there are so many different similarities that, that affect everyone, yeah. and and going into or going back and, and coming away from the world of football because um, it's always going to be a d- d- debate. It's always going to be a conversation. Jason Key was here. He's a Tottenham fan. Great guy. Shout out to Jace. You know, he was like the club's combusting. You yeah. know, everything must go. So he, he was on that side of it. Yeah. You're looking at more balanced. You're looking at it there. Saying, well, let's, let's think about where, where we want the club to be. Got the best stadium in the country. Yep. Tick. Uh, have they got the best team in the country? No. Have they got the potential to grow? Maybe. Yep. Um, I think there's a there's 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 a kind of a delusion of uh, around the aura of Tottenham. I mean, if you, if you break it down and say what have they achieved, mm. perhaps nowhere near what they could achieve. Absolutely. Yeah. That that's that's that investment's going to be the key. Yeah. You know, the, the big teams are governed by investment. Yeah. You might get a Leicester. Yeah. You know, you might get one or An two Arsenal. teams that punch above. <laughs> he's throwing that in, Charlie. <laughs> he's, he's throwing that in. No, but, 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 but it, it is that, and it's you know to compete with the the Newcastles mm. now, the Man Cities, the Chelseas, the Liverpools, the Man Uniteds. You can't compete. Liverpool pound. saying they can't compete, yeah, but you can't you compete know? pound for pound. You have to go out and say, Do you know, what? we're just going to play football. We're going to try and win games, and we're going to build our club. And if on the back of that you then create this wonder kid that turns out to be brilliant, and you sell him on for lots and lots of money, brilliant. Or he stays within the club. I mean, if we take the positives, though, mate, Spurs are safe from relegation. Just aren't they? Yeah, yeah, no. so, so, so they're in our club, and just just mathematically safe. Yep, absolutely. And you know, top four still. In our reach, He's still out there, of our hands, but in our reach. It's still there. David, listen, thank you so much Pleasure. for joining us today. Loved it. Um, we're going to wrap the show up, all right? And, and, and I want to say something. I want to say thank you for coming down. It's a special time of the year for you and your family as well. So, so I really appreciate you, you coming down today. Um, it's always good to have David Blitz in the studio because you've got, you've got such a, a, a measured view of the industry, right? Okay. So we wrap up every show with, with <laughs> some words of advice for our stars of the future. It's that sign there. Okay. Um, it could be three words of advice. It could be one word of advice. But this is for the job seekers. This is for the people at the beginning of their careers or people wanting to transfer into the sector. What words of advice would David Blitz give? Okay. Um, well, I've got lots and lots of notes, as always. Um, for me... You have to enjoy what you do. Mm. You have to enjoy what you do. Too many people go into jobs that 
they think it's a job they want to do. They hate it. They absolutely hate it. And it, we touched on um, downstairs. People will get sort of stuck in a rut and they can't get out of it and they've got nowhere to go. So for me, you have to enjoy what you do. Um, think differently. Take every opportunity that comes your way. Um, but just enjoy life. You know, it's, it's without getting deep and, and, and meaningful, you know, we sell bricks. You know, you, you work in recruitment. Um, that's what we do. Yeah. We enjoy what we do. Don't take life too... Correct. But don't take life too seriously. It, at the end of the day, it's a job. We love it. We have to mm. enjoy it. We have to do what we want to do and what we enjoy doing. But it's important that we, we take, take stock sometimes as well. So have fun. Absolutely. Have fun. David, I wrote some notes down there. And, and you know, I like, I like my little notebook. It yep. kind of captures everything from the show. And I've wrote, wrote two things down. I've wrote, fantastic guest, fantastic episode. Um, we're going to get you on again. I think we'll get you on <gasps> get every ball. series. Get a ball now. Well, what we'd like to do is, is maybe do one on location at Brisbane Road. At we Lake could do Oregon that. Football we could Ground. do that. Absolutely. We've been invited to Paul, Paul Bence's Cheltenham Town. We've been invited. We've just got fixed fix congestion we, at the moment. <laughs> He's in Portugal. I'm, I'm getting geared up for a shootout. We, which we, you can't, every day, every day Paul sends me. He's all about that one. I'm in Budapest. It's a wedding, wedding anniversary. What about that one? Charlie's in Portugal. Paul, we'll make it happen. I promise you. We'll, we will he, definitely he's, he's get to Brisbane Road. Ready to go, we'll mate. definitely so, do that. So we'll definitely do that, Dave. But thank you so much for coming on, and, and thank you for being passionate about bricks. But also thank you for being so passionate about the industry, because what we've got, listeners, and this is important. You've got a managing director there who is at one with his people, who's at one with his customers. And he gives a shit about the future of our sector. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. That's how we're going to inspire stars and our stars of the future. Thank you to our season sponsor, Marcel, Marcel from MHK Holding UK. But he does things the Ajax way. So if you want someone to talk football and philosophy and yep. total football, he's the man. We'll be back next episode, Sussex by the Sea. But we're going on location, aren't we, Charlie? We've got, we got recording on location. And we really hope that listening to David, listening to all our other guests, we are going to inspire the next generation because I love the industries we recruit for. I love the industries I'm part of. And I look forward to seeing Mr. Blitz shaking it up, ripping it up, breakdancing on TikTok. That's your challenge, mate. On a couple of bricks. Superb, thanks. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next episode. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, as I said, that's the end of the show. Thanks for listening. Make sure you check out next week's episode as we will keep inspiring our stars of the future.